Hello and welcome to another episode of 110% Improvability. Today, well, I'm going to talk about something I'm a little bit passionate about, so please indulge me. I've got a real problem with reports. And frankly, your reports are okay. And that's kind of the problem. I once worked with a general manager who told me a couple of things. Firstly, he said, don't bring me problems. Well, that's great, but and I understand the, the philosophy that says, don't bring me a problem, bring me a suggested solution so we can work through it. But that wasn't the way this was presented. It was simply, don't bring me a problem. The second thing he said was, show me that everything is on track. And unfortunately, that's actually what he meant. He really wanted to see reports that just showed that everything was going well. I was working with more than a thousand projects and trying to report on them, but all the GM wanted to see was that everything was going well. He was using these reports just to show that he was a superstar. That really isn't a good use of a report. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what makes a good report and what you should be doing with them. The first thing I want you to do is draw a simple graph. So make it a y equals x type of graph. So a simple graph that has an x and y axis and you've got a line that simply goes from, from 0, 0 and goes up towards the right. Now, if you put on the y axis, how many people get attacked by sharks? On the x-axis, what is the temperature of the water? Now that seems to look pretty sensible, doesn't it? That you know, you're going to see more uh, sharks attacking people uh, as the water temperature goes up. The issue is that while that gives you a correlation, it doesn't create causation. If it did, you could actually create a change to the ocean's temperature merely by controlling how many people got attacked by sharks. So if the water's a bit too cold, you just go and get a couple of extra people getting munched on by a couple of, uh, of sea predators, and suddenly the, the temperature goes up. Or if you think it's a bit too warm and we want to deal with something about global warming, you simply cage up all the sharks. Now, none of this makes any sense whatsoever. There's always another reason behind it, and that is a good demonstration of why it is that correlation is not always causation. I've seen another great graph that shows a correlation between the number of, uh, of traffic accidents that occur in the U.S. Uh, correlated very nicely with how many lemons get imported from Mexico on an annual basis. And there are some wonderful ones around Nicolas Cage movies uh, that I encourage you to have a look at. Now, if you're looking for creating a, a report, um, you really need to start with what is the purpose? Like, What are you going to do with the data? What are you reporting it for? Having a monthly report is not an objective in and of itself. That's just busy work. Producing useful information that drives actions on a regular basis is a useful thing to do. Now, my shoe size is about 45 European, uh, about a 10 Australian, and probably a, a, an 11 US. It's detailed, it's specific, and pointless. Data is just data. It's just that, numbers or details. Um, Edward de Bono describes that as white hat material, just facts and figures, really. Information is data that drives actions. It's data you can use. If a report doesn't drive action, it's just pretty pictures, tables, and a way of using up rainforests and toner cartridges. I once worked with an executive general manager who received and demanded a 500-page monthly report 
every month. Now, I can't see how that's a useful thing to do. And I challenged him on this. And I said, look, one of two things seems to ring true here. Either you don't have time to read all the information, which means that you're wasting a whole lot of people's time and effort and those great rainforests. Or you do have time to read all this information. And frankly, I respectfully ask why we're paying you such a high salary if that's what you do every month. What he told me was that he actually really only read the executive summary uh, and that gave him enough information to make decisions. What that told me very quickly was that we could just produce a shortened version of this report and distribute it. If people needed more information, we could collect it as required and create a, a more detailed analysis of anything that was specifically called out in that uh, executive summary. That means that we're not wasting our time. We can just produce something that was useful and gave people the chance to, uh, to make decisions. Now, there's a great Lean Six Sigma activity, which is building an A4. An A4 is just a, a page that allows you to see all the things that you need on a single page, uh, and you can build them specifically to your needs. Kaplan and Norton, for example, produced a thing called a balanced scorecard, and that was a great way of bringing information together that made it easy to see what mattered. Problem is that many people pick these things up, they read the book, uh, and then they just apply Kaplan and Norton's idea uh, verbatim. They just pick up the picture in the book and go, right, we're just going to use that. It's difficult because uh, your way of doing things may not align exactly to what Kaplan and Norton's uh, diagram was for. Uh, and that's something that they did talk about. You need to work out what your strategic objectives are and then work out what matters to that, what drives it. You need to uh, to work out what matters for you. So as an example, uh, you know, unless you're planning on buying me a new pair of cycling shoes sometime soon, my shoe size really isn't going to matter much to you. Now, I'm partial to a Louis Garneau or City Bike Shoes. If you are actually thinking about it, you know you want to. Now, a report should help people see where you are headed and how you are tracking towards getting there. This is the story of doing well or what you're, uh, of what you're needing to change. Uh, to try and bring yourself back to doing something well. Now that change needs to be specific and a report that's useful should indicate what that specific thing is. Your words, just like in a report, have influence over people's attitudes and attitudes influence behaviors and behaviors are what drives direction. A report is not a piece of paper or well, 500 pieces in the case of, uh, of the old uh, reports that I'd mentioned. Hi John, if you're listening. It is a snapshot that tells you how things are going right now. It should help you set direction and show clearly the targets you mean to achieve and the stepping stones on the way to getting there. It needs to be something that people all understand in the same way and that aids in clarifying actions. So if you're going to use jargon in a report, it's good to have a glossary. It's best to keep things nice and simple so that people can actually just look at it and go, okay, I can see what I need to do with this. If it isn't helping you do that, then change the report. How many reports have you seen that keep the same old charts and tables for decades, even though everyone agrees they're not useful? And so you just keep adding more and more things, hoping that that's going to work. Uh, it's known as a shotgun approach, or one of my favorite analogies is a spaghetti approach. Just throw lots of cooked spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks. Go ahead and try it. Uh, it's quite therapeutic. Uh, not so good in a report, though, and don't use real spaghetti. It does clog up the printer. Um, but understand the purpose of the report and make sure that what you include is meeting that objective. If it's not, change it. 
get rid of stuff that doesn't add value to you. You need to be very clear what the purpose of your report is and is all the stuff that you're putting in there really helping you get there. There is an old adage about reports being used by executives in much the same way as a drunk uses a lamppost. Um, they're used more for support than illumination. I encourage you to think carefully before creating reports that just show people that you're a superstar. If everything's green, there's probably a problem. You need to find a way of making sure that people are able to help drive success. And that means getting good, real information that tells you how you're performing. So reports need to be succinct, they need to be clear, and they need to indicate what actions are required. They need to show what your plan was and how you're tracking against that plan. If it's not doing that, it's not adding value. And if you're trying to present information, you do need to understand where your data is coming from. You need to know that the data you're putting into it is reliable and that it does reflect reality. I've had a number of reports that, uh, that gave good factual information, but wasn't timely. It may have re referred to plans that were 12, 18 months old. You need to understand how frequently you need information and how frequently it needs to be updated. If you want to report on how things are going this month, you probably don't want last quarter's uh, financials. You're probably going to need where you're up to right now. It doesn't mean you shouldn't bring that information in by purpose of comparison. It also helps you see how you have been performing over time. But you do want to try and keep it re in real time. You want to try and keep as much information as, you, uh, as it, you need to really drive an action. The converse is also true. You don't always need data that is up to date second to second. That is really, really difficult to get. And it's difficult to keep accurate and precise. Um, difference between those two things being very, very simple. If you've got 17 people all standing on one floor tile, that's pretty precise. However, if they're all standing on the wrong floor uh, of the building, uh, that's not very accurate. Accuracy is about making sure things are roughly where they need to be. Uh, precision is about how tightly that information is grouped. So when people are asking you for greater precision in data, do you really need to know what the time is to the seventh decimal place of a second? Probably not. Making sure that you have your information in the right size uh, and in the right format makes a big difference to people's ability to read it, understand it, and know whether it's useful to them. There are lots of good people out there who are great at putting together reports, and there are so many good systems out there now, uh, Power BI uh, and Tableau and others, uh, that can really help you get good information and be a bit dynamic. You do want your reports to be able to answer questions, and having a report that can answer every question is a very difficult thing to do. Having a report that gives you information to know what additional questions you might want to ask, that's a very useful report. So having a standard thing that uh, allows you to see where your greens, ambers, and reds are uh, is very, very helpful. And know what green, amber, and red means. Uh, I once worked in an organization where rather than have green, amber, and red, they thought that that was upsetting people, so they had various shades of blue. They still didn't explain what those shades were, and so it gave people a, a warm and fuzzy feeling, but I often thought that warm and fuzzy feeling was actually more of a feelings of discomfort because they couldn't tell what to do with that information. It was just shades of blue. It didn't tell them what was good, what was not, what they needed to act upon and what they didn't. So they spent hours and hours arguing over which shade of blue it needed to be. If you are very clear on red is, uh, for example, in some projects, red means it's an irrecoverable problem or there is no plan to recover. 
or Amber may be, hey, this is a problem, but we have a plan, but we're not sure it's going to get back to back to it yet, uh, or it's within a certain financial range. Hard and fast things that are very clear to people. Green should only be reserved for it is going to plan. It is what we intended. So reports should drive appropriate action, should tell you which actions need to happen and whether you're going to hit your target. I hope you found this to be useful and I'm hoping that you're looking back at some of your reports and starting to question, could you make it simpler? Could you make it much clearer for people? And could you even eliminate some so that you're you're driving down the unnecessary analytical work uh, so that you can do things that are a bit more important and frankly, save some rainforest and some toner cartridge along the way. If you have any suggestions for any further activities you'd like us to talk about uh, or any feedback on this or any other posts we've done, uh, please send an email to info at improvabilitysolutions.com or feel free to have a look at our website at improvabilitysolutions.com. Thank you very much for your time. And remember, it's never about doing 110%. It's simply about trying to do things a little better today than you did yesterday.